When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! We just sat down and Biscuit needs to get let out. <laughs> I'll be right back. <sighs> Take two, uh, chip chip Hello, lovely Belchies. Hello, everyone. You don't know how to start a podcast without I don't. singing. <laughs> it's so weird, right? I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't, what is this? What is, what are we doing here? Would, would you like me to take a stab? Yes. Welcome, everyone. We missed you in the seven days since we last spoke into your lovely little ears, but we're back with an all-new episode. We don't know if they, like, listened the exact day of, though. Who are you? Like, what if they just listened moments ago to our last episode, and now they're just listening to this one? I think you're overthinking it. It's true. I this think- is what happens when I don't have a song to sing. <laughs> I think we missed them regardless, and we hope that y'all missed us. Yeah. You you were missed. We were missed. Let's all agree. And the Belchers were 100% missed. Yes. I miss them in between every single episode. Yeah, even when we watch them back to back like we did with this one and the next one we're doing. I know. I'm ready for more. The other night we put an episode on to rewatch while we were cooking dinner. Like we had just watched it to research for... The podcast, but I wanted to just hear more of the one-liners. And so we put it on when we were cooking dinner, and it was a lovely experience. It was the perfect length of how long it takes to cook dinner. Perfection. It's great. It's it's almost like Bob planned for his own episodes to yes. be the perfect length for cooking a dinner in the evening. Are you surprised that the Belchers don't have a TV in the kitchen? They have it. At some point, I feel like they had like a little TV for an episode, but I can't oh, remember really? which one. Oh, yeah. they did. They were watching something on the news. It was like very specific. So they do for have the a plot. little one that they pull out, I think. Okay. Ours isn't in the kitchen. We can swivel it from living room to kitchen. kitchen. Right. Very important thing to be able to do. I know. I'm down for the kitchen TV. I love kitchen TV. I've never TV. had that. I love kitchen TV. I think we should get into to Bob Pun or Max Pun. I think so too. But first, I just want to say if you don't know, 
We've got a bunch of new tiers on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's credits tomorrow, not tomorrow as if you're listening to this, tomorrow as we're recording this, we have our very first watch party for one of our tiers or for like our higher tiers, and we're very excited about it. And there'll be more watch parties every month along with other things. Just wanted to throw that in there real quick before we get into Bob Pun or Max Pun. But if you want stuff like that, along with all the other things, patreon.com slash Bob's credits. Are you ready for your first pun, Skylar? I sure am. We are doing exterminator trucks or pest control trucks. Fun. This week. Your first pun is, if you give a mouse a poison, exterminators. Bob's. Yes. Okay. Your next pun is, who maimed Roger Rabbit? Oh my gosh. I'm, I guess I'm going to say Max. Why? That's rude. I don't want to maim a rabbit. That just seems so violent. And, well, you could either be tricking me because you love Roger Rabbit. I do. One of my favorite movies of all time. But I've already said my answer, so. It is Max. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Holds up. Go watch it. One of the best movies ever. Very, very violent pest control <laughs> truck. I would never hire them. Yeah, but kind of has to do, like, it's, that's, that movie's a, a bit adult. Pretty adult. It is. Um, Your next pun is... A farewell to swarms. Bob's. Max. Ooh, that was good. Thank you. That was fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. I was proud of that one. As you should be. I did some uh, literary research. (laughs) (laughs) Classic literature. That's pretty much what I did, yeah. (laughs) And your final pun is the wrong side of the bed bug. Bob's. Max. That is like so good. I okay. It's almost like too simple for you. I am a I am a pest controlled truck pun genius, let me say. It's true. Would you like a Skylar sides? The fun facts before the fun facts. Dish it girl. So we are going way back to the creation of the concept of Bob's burgers. And I wanted to introduce you to two people today. It's like like BB, is that what we're going to call it? Before Bob's? Before Bob's. Before Bob's Burgers? Yeah. Yes. I find this fun fact so charming and homey. So the original concept artist for the show, before it was bought, before it was pitched, were two people that Lauren Bouchard just kind of found in his environment around San Francisco. So there was two concept artists, and one was Jay Howell. And Jay did the character drawings. I actually stumbled across his Instagram recently, and it's really cool. Jay was actually working at the coffee shop downstairs from Lauren's apartment. Isn't that charming? That is super charming, and that is very Bob's Burgers. Now, the background illustrations were created by, I think it's Siren, Siren Norris, S-I-R-R-O-N. Or Siren? I don't know. Siren. So Lauren Bouchard saw these murals in San Francisco around his home and hired him. So the people who created the first conception of all the visuals were just two people he he knew in his environment from the coffee shop, from around the neighborhood, which I just love that, yes, 
they decided to place the show in New Jersey, but there is so much love for San Francisco in this show. And I love just grabbing the talented people around you and starting a project. That just makes my heart so happy. Yeah, I'd say it, would, it pays to live near Lauren Bouchard in 5BB. Well, or like 2BB. But- Two years two, before Bob's. It's true. Even his handyman got a character created after him. The original Teddy. The original Teddy. Lucky handyman to get that character based on him. Should we get into this episode? Let's do it. So, I mean, speaking of Teddy, no Teddy in this episode. No Teddy, but next week, plenty of Teddy. so much Teddy. Plenty of Teddy. But- Plenty of Larry Murphy in this episode. We'll get into this. Oh, I didn't know. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season seven, episode 18, please? The title is The Laser Nth. It's Bob's birthday, and he really wants to go to the Xenopede laser light show at the planetarium, and Gene is the only taker. When the two get locked out of the concert after a brief Gene panic attack, the father and son duo must sneak back in to catch the finale. Meanwhile, Louise wants to save the only cool doll, a ballerina spy, at the special girl store where Gretchen works. This episode came out on April 23rd, 2017. It was written by Scott Jacobson and directed by Mauricio Pardo. I really like this episode. It's been a while since we've watched this one. I do feel like we're a little bit different than most Bob's fans. We've told you this before, but we stopped watching them over because we wanted them to be fresh as we go through them for the podcast again yeah i think we'd only watch the series maybe twice yeah before we started kind of like doing this podcast and we were like let's hold off and not like binge the series again and we're going yeah as we are going through this podcast we're getting to these episodes that we kind of don't remember that exactly well. yeah so it's it's fun it's like a little present it's almost like rewatching again totally um so Two things that stand out to me. I really, really love Gene and Bob having their own side story. Me too. I love, love, love it. Is the laser show like my favorite place they've ever been on the show? Not necessarily, but I really enjoy them together. I wish we saw it more. I've said that before. And the American Girl store parody, I just find it lovely. I really, really. I don't know. Am I going to say it? I like the B story better than the A story, which makes me sad because I've been waiting for this Gene and Bob moment for them to get their whole plot, just the two of them, for so long. So I don't know. My true feelings are coming out right now. How do you feel? No, I 100% agree with you. And let me try and pinpoint why it's not as fun as it should have been or could have been or we get this pairing we love seeing gene and bob together it's such good father-son time and like we said we it's a different dynamic when it's just gene and bob but so much of it and we'll get into some zentipede facts which are incredible but so much of it is so much of their screen time is given to the, like the laser show and the zentipede music which is incredible um that it takes away from their time okay and so that's why I like the B story more because the girls all get to kind of like have more 
of themselves in the storyline. Does that make sense? Yes, it's more grounded and quieter, I might add. Yes, sure. I, I think Jean would agree with you. Yes, I agree with you. You're you're focusing this focusing in for me. It's almost like the storyline surpassed the character's emotional plot. It was just the setting and the music was just bigger. And I really love those small moments. I do love in the car... Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you my favorite father-son moments. When Bob, when they finally get back in, Gene's like, they've bonded over this thing and they want to go back in. Bob making the earplugs for Gene, I thought was very, very sweet. And then in Wait, the- I need to interrupt you real quick and then we can go back to the next yeah. moment. But you mentioned earplugs and <laughs> I was reminded of our recent oh earplugs story. <laughs> and I Please. think you need to tell- Skylar and I were in Santa Barbara just a few weeks ago, and we stayed at this hotel that was pretty close to like the. It's called State Street, and it's where like all the college kids go. There's lots of bars. You call it the Bourbon Street of Santa Barbara. Yeah, it's not the greatest street in Santa Barbara for such a beautiful city. And it was so loud. There was one particular bar that was just like bumping music all night long. It was so annoying. It was like. Unza, unza, unza. Yeah, Skylar was closer to the window and to the street, so it kept her up pretty much until the bar closed, which was probably like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. It was 2 on the nose, because yeah. I was sitting there praying. So we woke up in the morning. Skylar's like, I slept awfully. I finally wake up, and I show you the this piece of toilet paper, these two pieces of toilet paper that have that are on the bed. And I go, these are my makeshift earplugs I made for myself. And you go, there's earplugs over here. And I was so annoyed. I assume the hotel has gotten lots of complaints, uh, complaints about the noise from State Street on certain nights. And they provide earplugs, but they only put them on my side of the bed. <laughs> so Skylar had no idea. Yeah, but it's also annoying because... <laughs> I fell asleep, and then you kind of woke me back up. Well, Bob's Burgers was on TV, so I w- thank God I woke up to do that. Then I fell back asleep. So I was in my when Bob's Burgers puts me to sleep. I am in my most beautiful REM. Then Max goes away to use the restroom. <laughs> Just being honest, and the commercials are blaring so loud. I'm awake. So then Max comes in, he falls asleep like a little prince, and I'm just awake. And then the unsa, unsa, unsa comes unks, on. Unks, 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 <laughs> anyway. Unks, unks, all night long. Uh, I slept lovely that night. I'm so happy for you. Okay. Sorry to take you on that tangent. Tell me your other Bob and Jean moment that you love. The other Bob and Jean moment that I love is when they're driving home, they're listening to this soundtrack, and... Bob can't hear, and Gene goes, I loved it. Oh, we're actually going to play this okay. moment because okay. it's right before the end credits, but I'm with you. And Bob goes, I love you too. That was very, very sweet. I do not think it's as sweet as when they go to the trapeze thing and they're like walking home hand in hand. That hit me so much more. I think I've been in denial about what I'm about to say, but I think it's finally registered, and I want your opinion. Did you buy... That Gene really didn't like the show. I bought that. Did you buy that he was like really hooked into it in that scene? No, but I don't know that he 
a hundred percent has to. I think what mm-hmm. he he gets into, and this is I'm going to throw this as one of my favorite Bob and Gene moments is when Gene has like this panic attack in the mm-hmm. planetarium at first. He comes out, but he doesn't. He almost says like, "Let's just go back in," because he wants to. Yes. He wants to do this with his dad. He wants to bond with his father. He wants to do something that makes his dad happy and do and it I, with him. I yeah. just want to interrupt you here. Gene does not get to bond with his father as much as maybe he wants to. Yeah. His relationship's definitely stronger with Linda. Yeah. So I think a part of it all is that mm-hmm. he's it's this thing he's experiencing with his dad and he's going through with his dad and his dad loves this so much that he is interested in it, you know, but I don't think he like absolutely like loves Zentipede like his dad loves Zentipede and loves the laser show like his dad does. Yeah, I think it maybe would have been emotionally better if they actually leaned into it because i don't i don't believe that he all of a sudden fell in love with the music and wanted to go back i think we should have known as an audience like he's gonna try and be brave for his dad but what i do love about it is it's actually not the music what they're gonna remember from this night is the night they called the two nicks and had to sneak around and pushed a boulder over from the dumpster that's the memory that you know, Gene's going to have forever, which I love. Yeah, I agree. It's more about the entire experience and how, what they did the day of or the night of. Yes. But if you had to pick A story or B story, which is your favorite from this episode? B story. I'm so sad about it. I didn't want to feel that way. I've been waiting for this episode, this father-son bonding episode forever. It hits yeah. so many of the right notes, but it's not that like, oh. The uh, the American Girl store parody and like the the restaurant and stuff is just so like it's so ridiculous that we have that kind of okay that actually exists. It really does. <laughs> I remember. I guess I was in high school, so I was too old for this. But our mall in Dallas just kept getting bigger and nicer and fancier as I grew up there. So by the time I was in high school. They opened, like, one of the first American store dolls with the cafe. It's, like, so expensive. It was so expensive to go. I I can't. I think it's a hysterical parody. And I think placing Louise in that environment is hysterical. I think they made Tina's phobia hysterical just all around. And we got a lot of Gretchen, which is where Larry Murphy comes in, as I mentioned. Why did I not know that? It's just, it's like one of those things, like, once you know, you can't unhear it, but right. if you don't know, it's a, it's a well-done voice. But, like, when Gretchen laughs, it sounds a lot like Teddy's laugh. Okay. It's very, like, throaty, you know. I'm never going to be able to unhear this. Just listen to the, the, their two laughs together. Okay. Anything else you want to point out specifically in this episode before we get into some of my fun facts here? No, I just, did you have any favorite moments in the American doll parody no i just like that it's we get a little hint of louise being a girl a little girl again where she kind of like connects with a specific doll yeah and actually wants to take a doll home and we'll see that in the credits we'll very much see louise's age in the credits yeah and just two things i wanted to point out these little notes that i took we were which i saw really like pull up to take notes when we're watching but i loved that bob in this was 2017 has a CD player <laughs> with the converter that goes into a a tape player. I, li- so I lived good. through that era. I used to have one of those. And the fact that he has it in 2017 is hilarious. 
And then I also noticed that Bob has a lot of cash on hand at this uh, planet. He certainly does. I I don't know many people who have like cash on hand like that, just in case. But I, maybe he grabbed a bunch from the register because they were going to this planetarium. He knew it might be a little pricey. I don't know. I also think we've spoken about his cell phone and how outdated it was for so long. We just talked about his outdated tech in the car. I feel like like my older friends in their 60s, like they always have cash on them. Like they, it's just – it feels generational. Not that Bob's in that generation, but – I think people who aren't as like Apple Pay or blah, 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 or have like a budget, like my mom and I in the summers, we used to have this like zip bag and like that was our budget for the week. And once that cash was gone, it was gone, you know? So I don't know, maybe maybe there's something there where they do pay for cash and they don't do credit cards as much. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, again, I can see them just like, Grabbing it from the register on yeah. the way out, like we're gonna need some cash. So maybe that's what he, happened. He there. was prepared, though. Fantastic. Uh, definitely. That, I mean, I don't know how many other people you'd have to pay off. Hopefully, that was <laughs> it for the night. I hope so. That scalper was not taking Apple Pay. I'll tell you that. They might nowadays, though. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Couple fun facts for you here. Nick, the planetarian concession stand employee, was voiced by Wyatt Cenac, who he's, he has his own show on HBO, I think, but he was a Daily Show correspondent from 2008 to 2012. Very cool. Uh, very funny guy. And let's see. The script cover for this episode 
was a parody of the 1986 musical fantasy film Labyrinth. Love it. Which is a David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly movie, if you haven't seen it. But uh, there's a side-by-side up on our Instagram right now, if you want to go check it out. Bob's credits on Instagram. I have not seen it. Oh, I've, we should watch it. It's fun. Yeah, let's, let's definitely watch it. Yeah. I am a huge fan of Pan's Labyrinth, and I got those two confused. Ve- they're very different labyrinths. I know. I know. They're very, very different labyrinths. <laughs> this is the first episode of season seven to not have any scenes in the restaurant. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of interesting to think about. You like very rarely have that on this show. Sometimes I like one or two scenes. It just grounds us. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying put unnecessary scenes in a show. That would make it drag. But we'll see next week. There's a lot in the restaurant, and I really, really like it. And then just one final thing. This is the third time we've seen a Belcher celebrating a birthday like in real, like in present day. Ooh, I think I can name the other two. Tell me. We have Linda in Eat Spray Linda. Correct. Which was supposed to be a Mother's Day episode, but got changed. And then we have Tina in the Pretty in Pink when she turns 13. And then she's 13 for the rest of the show. Yeah. She's Cat Bob. She's Cat Bob. From the first season. Yep. Yeah, so we've seen Belchers, these Belchers, quote-unquote aging, mm-hmm. but they don't age, really. Yeah, we don't need to go into that. Yes. It's, it's part of the, the world rules. They are cartoons, Max. Let it go. <laughs> don't overanalyze this. We should get in the end credits, because I'm going to sprinkle in some Zentipede facts in the end credits. Let's do it. I've got a lot of Zentipede facts, let me tell you. So, the last moment, as we said is Gene and Bob coming home from this planetarium Zentipede show. And uh, let's just listen to it and then get into these end credits. So the laser show, it holds up, right? I mean, you've never seen it before, but could you sense it holding up? I loved it. What? Sorry, talk louder. My hearing's kind of shot. I said I loved it, Dad! I love you too, Gene. What a rock to rock and roll So we get that incredible moment with Gene and Bob at the end with Zentipede playing, and it kind of leads us into this end credit sequence. And tell me what we see while we hear Zentipede playing. We are in the classic apartment living room end credit sequences, and we see Gene and Bob doing some air guitar to the music. Right now, Tina's just sitting there. Tina's just watching them. Watching them. She's probably trying to stay away from Louise, who's playing with her doll, Francine. And what's on the doll's head? I. It looks like a cheese grater to me. That's what I would say. Maybe it makes her more spy-esque. I don't know. Yeah, less, less of a, a girly doll, maybe. Yeah, because her playing with this doll back and forth like she does, it already ages her down so much. I've never seen her be like, oh, a doll. <laughs> That if it didn't have that cheese grater on it, I'd be like, this feels really out of character. Yeah, maybe she made her like a, maybe because of the like the space theme, maybe she's like a space uh, doll now. Love it. Um, Before we get any farther, I just want to say that I think there was a missed opportunity for Gene and Bob to have a deeper conversation about their relationship. It's just, I'm sorry to harp on this, but it's really missing for me. 
which is why these end credits don't emotionally resonate with me as much as I thought they would. Again, I think too much time given to Zentipede, the band itself. All right, let's keep watching. Yeah, we're 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 missing a belcher, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, I take it back. Not all the way back, but Gene and Bob playing the air guitar is very cute. It's just not as like punch you in the heart as it could have been. I'm gonna shut up now. Yeah, I love I love watching them play air guitar yeah. together, and they're like just like they're just like looking at each other the entire it's time. They so don't care sweet. about what's going around them. But what else? What happens? When do we get our last Belcher? All right, so Linda walks in from stage right, I guess you could say the left side of the screen, and she's holding a plate, and it looks like it has brown glump and a candle on top. Remember, it's Bob's birthday. So we didn't get this on the first watch. We actually had to do a little Googling. Thank you, fandom, where we get most of our facts and fun facts. So in the beginning of this episode... Linda makes Bob a flourless, undercooked muffin. And she's like, I accidentally forgot the flour in the muffin. Bob's a little disappointed. So now it looks like she made a gloopy cake as well. And she is the only one partaking. Yeah. and But I like how she also she kind of like dances her way in. Like yes. She's like kind of like doing like a, a dance as she comes to sit on the couch and yes. join them. Let's get into some of these Zentipede facts that I have now that we've heard a little bit of Zentipede. Okay. The name of their album, as we saw on the show, is General Insanity. Okay. That full album is actually available on YouTube if you want to listen to it. What? It has seven tracks on it. Wait, was it created for the show? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Seven tracks on it. First track, uh, I'll read all seven tracks. Attention All Humans, General Insanity Intro. Let My People Rock Part (laughs) 1, Fortress of Insanity, Let My People Rock Part 2, Roll a Rock to Rock and Roll, which is the song we're hearing here. Amazing. And Insane Bonus Track. Um, And this is, Insane Bonus Track is what you hear when they show like the the brief flashback to Bob experiencing the- Oh, that was so The laser show for the first time. Teenage Bob, he said he was 16? Yeah. So I love Teenage Bob. Me too. Anytime we catch a glimpse. Me too. Um, So this rock opera album was inspired by the Styx album, Kilroy Was Here, which Lauren Bouchard revealed in the tweet at a certain point. I guess someone asked him. Very heavily Styx influenced. You can tell if you know Styx. Very cool. Mr. Roboto. I don't, but. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Okay, yes, yes. I got to sing. (laughs) Um, the font in the band's name resembles the heavy metal band Iron Maiden so very like 80s bands metal band influence so fun the actual people behind these band songs because there's yeah it's a whole album this is why it got so much airtime because they put a lot of effort into this it's very like yes they could have just made something up real quick but they actually created Want a whole like storyline behind this band and well, storyline behind the band, but a storyline for this whole rock opera. Exactly. Whew. Um, the 
band songs were created by Tim Dacey, who is a composer, musician, music editor on Bob's Burgers, oh, as well amazing. as like Great Norris, Central Park, and another composer duo called The Elegant Two. And they're comprised of Chris Maxwell and Phil Hernandez. So they brought someone else in, too. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. And we, we're learning as we go through these end credits that that happens pretty frequently. They seek out kind of authentic musicians. What was that other one? It was um, it was like Zydeco music oh, yeah, or something like, the, like that? Oh, yeah, for like the Borat and yes. music. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very cool when they do that. Yes. And so I can see why they gave so much time to it, but I still miss kind of the opportunities yeah. for the show itself. Yes. Um, but let's see what else happens in these end credits and listen to a little bit more of this song. I also want to pay attention to Tina and does she look nervous around the doll? I think she does. Yeah. I mean, I will say, when you really get to like listen to the music, it's mm-hmm. really good. Like, it's yes. very like Lauren Bouchard says, "Sticks inspired," but it like reminds me of Rush, and it reminds me of like more modern bands like Coheed and Cambria. Oh yes, Coheed oh, yes. and Cambria. Just like these kind of like operatic uh-huh. rock bands. It it's very cool, and I I just really love how much. The crew and writers and creators love music. All kinds. Me too. And I want to point out that Tina does not look nervous. She kind of gets into it, starts tapping her leg, looking. She's yes. more She's more into like what Gene and Bob are doing. Yes. But maybe that's because she's avoiding looking at the doll. Right. Right. And the doll, I noticed, is also holding a spatula. Oh, okay. So maybe like a weapon, like, you know. Got it. Whatever Louise needs. It, I will say it, it is a little, not jarring, different to see. She's like bouncing this doll back and forth. It's true. You know, if she's doing that with Kuchikopi, I wouldn't think anything of it. But it's a different look for Louise. Yeah. Do you want to hear some of the lyrics to this song roll a yes. rock to rock and roll yes okay. which all those lines and plant and payoffs about the roll the rock and rock and roll i love yeah yeah um so it's roll a rock to rock and roll a roll a rock to rock your soul oh my gosh a rock it. to rock and roll a robots don't get rock and roll a roll a rock to rock and soul your rock to rock and roll a i love yeah. it yeah i feel like this song could be in stranger things and, oh, totally. And I'd be very happy yeah, about it. Yeah, it would, it, would, it would fit in there. Yeah. Um, it's the right era. So highlights, lowlights, tell me. The high, I love the music. And I love the boys doing their guitar. I will say it's much more enjoyable sitting down and like really looking at it here with you than it was watching it on the show. I agree. Just as is, which I was like, sometimes okay. is the case with our podcast. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoy seeing... Bob and Jean still in their father-son moment. But I got to say that flourless cake and just like mom coming back in from the kitchen with her cake that nobody else is going to touch. And that says a lot for the kids not to be touching a chocolate cake. Yeah. I found that very Linda and very hilarious. I agree completely. And 
you're right about the chocolate cake. If Gene is more interested in an imaginary guitar <laughs> yes. than in real chocolate cake, something's wrong with it. Horrible. She probably put salt instead of sugar. And she's like, I don't know. I kind of like it. It's got a zest. It's, yeah, it's savory. <laughs> Should we score them? Yes. We score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. I just need to say quickly, this gathered in the living room, Bob is like, hey guys, I'm going to put the soundtrack on. And everybody having separate days and coming together is really is really sweet. Yeah, I immediately score pretty high when the, when the whole family is gathered in the living room in the end credits. I don't know. It's always special to me. Yes. And I like when they're not like... I, I love when they're in the kitchen, too, but I love when they're all just with each other, enjoying each other's company and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that immediately gets some points for me. Yeah. I'm going to let you score first. I'm going to give them a nine. Whoa. Pages. Whoa. Is it the music that really does it for you? No, it's what I said. It's like, I'm, I, I love that they are all there together after their mm-hmm. two, their separate days. Yeah. And Bob and Gina are like, hey, we've got a, we, we had a really good time. We have to play yeah. this for you. Like, can we play it? And we can all like hang out and stuff in the living room. And I do like the Zentipede song. Like I would listen to the full yes rock, roll a rock song yeah and i just like it like they're all together but they're still kind of like doing their own thing yes. linda's got her disgusting cake and louise is playing with this toy that she got you know and tina's just enjoying what her father and brother did that day yeah and it, i love that she she is not on the floor with louise like hell no no she's staying away from that doll and it's very obvious okay i'm gonna give it an eight okay I that's great. You, I don't hold it against you. Okay, great. We're good. We are different people. We are. We can enjoy different things. Yes. <laughs> so those are the end credits to the Laserinth. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you're following us on social media. Bob's credits on all the social medias, and uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It helps us out a lot. It means a lot to us. We love reading your reviews. And what, anything else before we get out of here, Skylar? Well, I'll just say, I really just want to say rock on. Because that's go. like. Stay rock and rolly. Roll a rocky. I, I think it just works better. I'm just going to say, have a great day, y'all, and rock on. I think you just say it in the head of a voice like Bob. Rock on! Yes. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.